Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast coming to you from a very, let's just say overcast and dreary, very unlike summer, Masson and Rangers on this Monday, the 11th of December, 2023. Yes, someone said it is summer. And <laughs> as I look out the window of my office, there's actually a bit of a mist and uh, light drizzle and overcast and very, very still, so there's no wind whatsoever, but uh, if you're looking out of where I'm looking out, you'd be thinking, well, this is the middle of winter, not the first month of summer. But uh, hey, people say all the time that isn't it great to live in Melbourne because there are four seasons in one day, and my wife this morning said to me, hey, do you realize there's going to be 31 here tomorrow? I think, man, it's going to be, that's like 13 degrees Celsius now, and tomorrow's going to be 31, so who who knows? So welcome back to the podcast, uh, two weeks to go until Christmas, and uh, as we jump into this week, before we jump into the podcast topic for today, quick reminder that if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe or follow on the platform you're listening to, and if you can do at the same time a rating for the show, that'd be great, that enables other people just like you to more readily and more easily find the podcast on the various podcast platforms, and uh, if you're a brand new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Greatly appreciate you plugging in, and I trust that I continue to add value and you're on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. Now, title for this particular episode is going to be, Your Leadership Goal Should Be to Become Redundant. Now, when you hear that word, when you hear that title, what's the first thing that comes up? Is it a level of anxiety that potentially bubbles to the surface, or does it create a level of excitement? Now, what's fascinating is every time I run a leadership workshop, and particularly for sales teams and with sales leaders, I often ask that question, and as we talk into things like the leadership shadow or your leadership legacy, I often ask the question, what is the ultimate responsibility or the ultimate aim of you as a sales leader? And many people give lots and lots of different responses. It's like, oh, to build a high-performing team to drive the results, uh, to get all these accolades, whatever the whatever the response is, it's all well and good, and they're all very legitimate responses. But then when I say, how, you know what, the actual responsibility of you as a leader is to make yourself redundant, it's amazing the type of responses that I get from people. Now, unfortunately, when most people hear that word redundancy, they get stuck on that particular word because they have a negative connotation in relation to what that means. And in fact, I've had a number of sales leaders over the last few years in particular literally say to me, you know what, I don't, I can't afford to lose my job because I've got so much responsibility. I've got a car payment, I've got a mortgage, I've got family, I've got, uh, I've got a wife that's not working right now, or I've got kids that I want to put through private school. Whatever the, whatever the response is, the vast majority of sales leaders have quite a negative connotation towards that word redundant. Now, my personal belief around that is the word redundant often has uh, negative impacts on, on most people because of the context that it's normally used in business, that you are redundant, which means you're no longer required, or you're redundant in terms of an individual because you're no longer delivering value. 
And what this often does, unfortunately, is it shapes people's thinking as well as shaping their behavior. And what tends to happen then is the impact on the team is detrimental because what they're doing is they're playing a safe game. They're thinking that, my God, I can't afford to lose my job, so I'm going to play it really safe. I'm going to play within my comfort zone, and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to prevent me from uh, looking as if I'm not capable and having my senior leaders look at me as if not being the person worthy of, of the leadership position within this team. Now, what they fail to understand, of course, is the concept of becoming redundant actually has nothing to do with losing their job whatsoever. And this is what exceptional sales leaders think about from day one. And I remember my very first um, my very first day as a sales leader, my general manager at the time, Danny, fantastic guy, uh, he was the one that gave me the opportunity that uh, I had to step up to be a sales leader. In fact, I remember about one and a half to two years earlier than that, uh, talking to Danny about becoming a sales leader and wanting to become a sales leader and getting myself in a position where I could be considered to be a sales leader. And I was at him and at him and at him to the point one day he turned around and he said, Darren, hey, you don't have to convince me anymore. I know you want to be a sales leader and we'll do whatever we can to get you prepared for that particular role. And so he was a fantastic mentor leading into that role. But the first day that I sat down with him, hadn't even get my feet under the desk and he asked me the question, who is your likely successor? Now, for a question such as that, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting lots of information and maybe some questions about how to make a fast start, how to actually get the team up and about, how to put a strategy in place to make sure we're getting the right outputs from the team and therefore driving the right results. But for him to ask that question, it actually started to instill in me a belief that, you know what, one of my first roles within this particular role is start to look for potential people within the team who I can train, who I can develop, and who eventually can take over from me. And it was a very, very important lesson, and it's something that I've always taken with me, and, and I pay this forward to all the teams that I'm now working with, and hence the word redundancy comes into it. Now, he never used the word redundant. He never said to me, hey, our objective is to make you redundant. He was talking about, hey, it's so important to actually identify people within your team who are likely successors to you, so you can develop them to the point where eventually they might be able to take over the team. And this is what exceptional sales leaders constantly focus on. What they'll do is they'll identify potential leaders within the team, and then they will work their absolute butts off to develop them, to inspire them, and to challenge them to step up, to take on more responsibility, so that in, at some time in the future, they may be in a position to therefore carry the baton of leadership forward, and therefore the teams, the organizations, our future is going to be well secured. And so unfortunately, this is my experience having worked 20 years in 20 plus years in the corporate industry and over 10 years running sales teams and since then running lots and lots of workshops doing a stack of coaching. I see this consistent pattern across sales leadership in any industry. It's not specific to one particular industry. So many sales leaders play it safe and so many sales leaders are making it all about themselves and they're trying to make it so that they are needed by the organization, which unfortunately, a byproduct of that is they actually stifle the growth of their team as a whole, but also they stifle the potential growth of the individuals within the team, many of which and many of whom have some great ambitions to become one day sales leaders in their own right. And so as a sales leader, our responsibility is to identify these people and let them thrive and let them flourish, not to let them stagnate within the team. And the other part of this, of course, is I've seen many sales leaders that unfortunately keep high performers within the team because those high performers 
make the sales leader look good. And therefore, they're very reluctant to promote them. They're very reluctant to give them opportunities outside of the team. And they're certainly not prepared to develop them as well as they probably could uh, because they make it all about themselves. So hopefully what you're getting out of this particular episode so far is a little bit of a leadership lesson around it is not about you. And your core role should be to develop some fantastic individuals who one day may become fantastic leaders. And you'll always have a part to play in that. And you'll go down in history as being recognized for playing a part in that process. So the key message in this episode is your leadership goal should be to become redundant. This is what exceptional sales leaders do all the time. Now, how do they do this? You're probably sitting there thinking, well, that's all real well and good in concept, in theory. But what do you actually mean? Because I'm sitting here right now and I don't necessarily have some identified uh, logical people who are ready yet to take over the mantle of leadership within the team. And I'm not saying you do, nor, nor I'm saying you should, but what I'm th- thinking about and what I'm suggesting you do as a leader is start looking for what are the characteristics that you're looking for in a team? What does great look for you? What are some of the things that you can use as a bedrock to develop people so that over a period of time, you may be able to identify those who have the talent, but also the aptitude to want to take on more responsibility. And this is what an exceptional sales leader will do constantly and be always on the lookout for extraordinary talent or potential that can turn into extraordinary talent. So there are a number of key practices that exceptional sales leaders consistently focus on in order to get themselves into a position where eventually they will become redundant. Now, it's a list of uh, five key things that I consider to be very, very critical to the ability of that exceptional sales leader to get into a position where the team is in very, very good hands. But there's probably a whole host of other things that can be added to this. So these are some things as food for thought to begin. If you're a sales leader right now thinking about, you know, what's what's my next move? Uh, what am I what am I looking for in terms of creating the next, I guess, evolution of sales leaders within the team? Do I have the potential? And here are some things to think about so you can get yourself into a position to at least start moving towards this concept of becoming redundant at some stage in the future. Remembering, of course that it is actually not about losing your job. So there are five things that I want to touch on and uh, I'll get you to consider where you sit in relation to these and whether these are something that you're doing right now. And if not, some practices to consider to get yourself into a position to highlight those extraordinary individuals in your team. Number one, identifying likely successes within your team. So this is what uh, Danny did for me. He said, you may not have a likely identifiable person right now, but I want you to start thinking about What are the values, what are the attributes, what are the principles and behaviors that you want to look for in an ideal candidate to take over your role? Which presupposed, of course, that I needed to know what was important about sales leadership for me and what constituted exceptional sales leadership for me so that I could create an environment that exceptional performance was just part of what we did every single day. So the the first thing is looking for, do I have likely successes within my team? And if I don't, What are the characteristics of the ideal person that I'd like to see in my team? Because that then becomes an opportunity to start looking for that talent either within the existing organization from other teams or perhaps outside of the team because it gives us an opportunity that over time we can build a team of exceptional performers. So identifying number one, the likely success within your team is very, very important. Now, some of them may already possess and demonstrate the values, the principles and the behaviors of exceptional performance. Um, and if that is the case, then how do you continue to extrapolate that uh, that that performance and continue to challenge them to get better and better and better? 
Um, if not, it's starting to think about well, what are the characteristics that I do need so I can start to bring in that talent. Um, all this is also presupposed, of course, that we are delivering results. And hence, the, the comment around exceptional performance because exceptional performance is just not making the number. It is blowing the number out of the water. So that's the first part. Second part, second practice is providing opportunities for those people to take on more responsibility and encouraging them to demonstrate initiative. One of the key concepts I often talk about in uh, leadership is developing the independent thinking versus the codependent thinking. So this means that I've got to identify people who have the talent, who have the aptitude, who also have the desire to take on more responsibility and encourage them to take those steps to get outside of their comfort zone. Now, what does that presuppose, of course? It presupposes that I, as the leader, am also demonstrating the same things. I'm also looking for opportunities where I can jump out of my comfort zone as well. So provide those opportunities. Number three, key practice number three is as a sales leader, taking a step back and creating a space for others to step up. Now, this is huge, particularly if you're a sales leader who likes to keep control over the numbers, keeps control over the narrative or keeps control over the activity. Stepping back can be a very, very difficult and challenging uh, (laughs) situation for you. But if we're to become an exceptional sales leader and if we're going to create space for others to step into the space and become a better, more capable individual and hopefully in a position down the track to become a great leader, then we need to give them the opportunity. We need to be able to create that space and step back, which means I've got to get better at delegating. I've got to get better at challenging people to step up and take responsibility and not spoon feed them information and not spoon feed them the behaviors that we need them to demonstrate. Because we already know that based on the key principles and the values that we've got in place as the bedrock of the, of the, of the culture. So taking a step back and allowing, allowing others to step up creates space, but also enables, linked to the previous point, it enables people to take that initiative and take on responsibility. Point number four is realizing that exceptional sales leadership is actually not about you at all. It is all about the team. Now, this is a huge one because I see so many leaders who get into a position of, let's just say, uh, well, they think power, but it's not. It's a, a position. It's a position of authority, a position of influence. But unfortunately, some leaders let that get to their head and they make it all about them. They make it all about the prestige that comes with being a certain status within the organization. They might get the fantastic car spot. They might get the corner office. They may, in fact, get the real plant, not the rubber plant. And all the allocated status that comes with being a sales leader. They may even get to go to meetings where others, uh, other mere mortals never get to go. But all of that means they're making it all about them. Now, an exceptional sales leader knows that it's not about them. They are merely a representative of their team and they're looking to how they can actually continue to um, edify and build up their team and give their team opportunity to thrive, to take on responsibility and to do things outside the comfort zone. So realizing it's not about you. And the final point is creating an environment where I touched on before where independent thinking is encouraged and feedback is a daily discipline in all directions. Now, this is a huge one because I found out the hard way that the way to build trust with the team is not to build codependency where you are there to solve all people's problems because if you're doing that, as good as it might feel at the time you're solving the problem, what you're actually teaching your team to do is to come to you with all of their problems, expecting that you will have an answer. And you in some some warped way as well expect them to come to you with those problems so that you can provide the answer. That is not independent thinking. That is a thing called codependency and long-term that is not healthy for you and it's certainly not healthy for the team and most certainly not healthy for the environment. 
So how do we create an environment where independent thinking is encouraged? Well, it means that when there are challenges on the table, instead of jumping in and providing and wanting to provide a solution, we take a step back and enable them to think about, okay, process, what is actually happening? What are some things that could be causing this? What's the root cause of that particular problem? And therefore, what are some of the possible solutions that we can consider? When we start to do that, we start to teach our team to start to think about uh, things in a little bit more independent way. And maybe, just maybe, they'll come up with some ideas that you don't have to then give them because they've come up with those, those ideas themselves, but you've created a structure and a framework for them to do that. And then it becomes a more high quality conversation. The other part, of course, is feedback, which is the breakfast of champions, as you hear me talk about all the time. And feedback must be a daily discipline. And a daily discipline is all about not just the sales leader giving feedback, it's also feedback coming from the team to each other and feedback from the team coming to you. Hence, it needs to be in all directions. So there are five key practices that we can uh, think about to implement so that we give ourselves the opportunity of creating that environment where others potentially can step up and take on the mantle. Now, when sales leaders focus their attention on these, guess what? Momentum begins to build to the point where the team can become unstoppable. Now, what is the end result here? Well, the leader, guess what? Is no longer required in that team. They have become redundant. However, there is always an opportunity in front of them. This is where a lot of sales leaders get it wrong because they think, well, again, if I'm redundant, it means that I'm no longer needed by the company. Well, that is actually not correct. When you've got it to the point where your team becomes unstoppable, where all those key practices are done on a daily basis, where the team is delivering those exceptional results, then guess what? You'll always be looked on as the person who has actually started to foster that environment and been underpinning that that culture. There's always going to be an opportunity in front of those particular leaders because other teams are craving for this type of leadership. And guess what? Other companies are also craving for this type of leadership and the cycle will continue. So you're always, and I say this to sales leaders all the time, if your main focus is to understand it is not about you and your entire ultimate role is to make yourself redundant, you will always, always, always be taken care of because there are the vast majority, unfortunately, of sales leaders out there who are making it all about them. So the moment you think about how do I make myself redundant, how do I get my team into a position where they are self reliant, where they're exceptional, what they do, and it's consistent and sustainable, then people are going to look at you and say, "What is? The, how do you, have you done that? Because they know that you've actually had a part to play in creating that environment. So as a sales leader, as we wrap up this particular episode, the first one of this week, the week of the 11th of December, as an exceptional sales leader, how quickly can you become redundant? That is the question I want you to start thinking about. And I want you to also reflect on those key practices. You may even have some additional practices that you can bring to the table as well based on your own environment that can help you start to shift your thinking from maybe it's all about me to now all about the team and to a point where I can extricate myself because I've got some very, very trustworthy people who can carry the baton of leadership forward. So that is your challenge for this week. Uh, Thank you very much for plugging into the podcast. And a quick reminder, if you're looking for some help, uh, looking to take on about three to four brand new clients in the month of January. I've got some space opening up and looking for some sales leaders who are dedicated and committed and have the discipline to follow through, who wish to become exceptional sales leaders, driving those extraordinary results for their team. But in the process, guess what? Getting themselves into a position where they have become redundant. So if that's you, if you're committed to taking your leadership to that exceptional level, knowing there's going to be some amazing opportunities in front of you that I'd love to have a conversation with you. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about what's going on with your team right now, what you're looking to achieve over the next three plus months. 
Let's map out a plan. Let's map out a strategy. Let's map out a roadmap and let's get executing early in 2024. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.